Welcome to the Stripped Down Know Nothing Podcast, focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right. Whether success or mistake, from break your heart to another heartbreak, we're It's All Been Done, the podcast. I wish he'd just stop wasting my time. It's my co-host, Evan. The bravest thing I've ever done was to run away and hide. And the weakest thing I've ever done was to stay right by his side. <laughs> On this Aww. podcast, it's my co-host, Saker. <laughs> do you do you feel like it would be brave of you to run away from this podcast? Yeah, We've it, come so far. It would be hard because I have a problem not finishing things I start. Okay. So this this would if I walked away now, it would haunt me. Okay, what is it? Yeah, yeah. At what would. point do we have to get to where you feel comfortable? Is it after stunt? Is it after Pretty much the or do end. we have to do the I think whole we almost have to do the whole thing? Holy good lord. I'm, I'm in for a penny right now. <laughs> we will get there eventually. What is the bravest thing you've ever done, Saker? Oh boy. Um um, I truly, this is the definition of a blind side of a question. What is the bravest thing like, I've ever done? I started with my uh, intros and you were always like, it's non sequitur. It's really dumb. <laughs> so now I'm coming straight, taking straight from the lyrics and I'm using my intros from that. So sure, let's sure. do that then, <laughs> sure, shall we? Sure. It's organic. <laughs> so organic. This Thank is what you. you asked for. Uh, the bravest thing I've ever done. Oh, when I was a kid, me and my friend John, we were um, uh, in the woods, in the forest. We were like seven years old and I had on a baseball glove for some reason uh-huh. and there was an old rotting log and I thought I saw something in there, but there were bees all around the log. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to put my glove on, reach in there, grab whatever it is through this swarm of bees and pull it out. You know what it was? What? It was a wallet. It was some dude's wallet and there was no money in it, but we gave it back to him and he gave us $20 each. How did Hell yeah. this guy's wallet get into a I think bee somebody probably infested. stole it from him and then took the money out in the forest and just fucking and chucked like, it somewhere. And they were like, I'll never find it. <laughs> They'll never find it in my bees. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, you think the bees and- took it? Oh, I hadn't even considered that. This may have been a bee-related crime. <laughs> there were a lot of those in northeastern Ohio yeah. around the time I was like growing up. a Nick up. Cage wicker man situation <laughs> That's here. That's right. A real wicker man. Hey, okay. I'm playing a superhero game right now, a tabletop role-playing game, and I hesitate to make punny names, but I thought about a superhero who was really good at- I gave you at, so many good superheroes. Who was really good at driving the other day. And he wears a bee costume, but his name is BMV. Is that a good superhero? No, that's super dumb. Okay, never mind. I just wanted to pitch it to you. I'm sorry. I gave you, I spun gold for you like yeah. four sessions ago. I bet you didn't even use a single one of those. I did not. I didn't think so. I'm sorry. What's the bravest thing you've ever done, Ev? I don't think I, I'm, I'm pretty much a coward. Okay. I guess. I run for political office, maybe? I don't know. I can't think of anything. Oh, leave a long-term relationship to take a chance on my current partner and it worked out really well for me mm. i guess that's that was that took a lot of gumption for me that's basically the conceit of this song i, I guess. know <laughs> that's why i'm trying to segue <laughs> as always desperately trying to keep you on track that's not going to happen um yeah you i mean having a child is that a a, a jump oh uh, no it's <laughs> simple <laughs> easy i mean to be fair you're right it doesn't take much uh, bravery yeah. to the opposite to, of bravery yeah it's uh, i guess every Every day I wake up and stay with the kid. <laughs> you do not. But he's actually a really good kid, so I don't have a problem with it. Leave your house and drive to yeah. Saskatchewan. Um, Saskatchewan. That's where people drive when they want to get away. 
as our guest today can tell you, as a native Canadian. Do you see that? You are so oh, okay. delighted there at you my go. segue that was right now. Real good. That was a good segue, little guy. <laughs> Thank you. He's an author who's written such works as Dinosaur Comics and The Unbeatable Squirrel Girl, and his latest novel, How to Invent Everything, which I absolutely adore, is out in bookstores everywhere. It's genuine Canadian article, Ryan North. Hi, Ryan. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, it is an absolute pleasure to have you. Um, so, yeah, welcome. I, uh, I'm, I'm so pleased. Unbeatable Squirrel Girl is one of my mm-hmm. favorite things in the world. It got me back into comics. So like, awesome. Uh, Thank yeah. you. And, uh, yeah, yeah it's, it's, a, it's a real joy. I don't even like comics, and my partner, who does, gave me a copy, and I read, I read through it all. Oh, did you yeah. really? Yeah, it was, oh, it's just great. Uh, oh, look at you. Clever. <laughs> Clever uh, boy. What do you mean you don't like comics? What is this? I'm not, I'm not I'm not a huge fan of comics the comic no, but that's like saying like I don't like reading I don't like books I don't like Ooh. movies it's a medium called out called I out tend- 100% I, yeah yeah and that's and that's very fair allow me to defend myself I will not okay then uh I stand accused and convicted uh what shall my punishment be um having you having convicted you it, it breaks my heart so uh-huh. See what I did there. Yeah. So yes. I'll, I'll, I'll let you off this time. Oh, thank you. Okay, Just a warning. Good. All right. I will uh, say 11 Hail Marys and read an entire run of Swamp Thing. <laughs> sure, you just Animal Man. How about Animal a Man? a random name out of your I, butt. I, I just think in comic books. I'm, just, I'm not as familiar with comic no, books as good. I am. Yeah. I mean, Swamp Thing's well, a pretty deep cut for someone who doesn't like comic books. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Your first two pools I, were Swamp Thing I and should Animal say Man? Man? Like, where's Batman I, and Superman? Wonder Woman. My partner... My partner... My partner reads a lot of comic books, and I read I read comic books. I read the I'm titles. Like, eh. I, read, I read them the actual comic books, and which, uh-huh. so I'm I'm not coming from a place of total ignorance. I'm just coming from a place of uh, malevolence, I guess. So you're saying you're saying like I don't like comic books, and just so you know, this is an informed opinion. I sincerely do not like comic books. <laughs> yes, yes, I love it when me and the guests team up on Evan. That's my favorite part. I have already admitted I'm a bad person and a coward, so I will, uh, of course, you are right. I'm wrong. I, I need to go read more comic books. I think the problem is that you've been using Audible for your comic books. Yes. <laughs> you need to just, actually sit down. I really hate paying like eleven ninety nine for, I want to say, five minutes of Audible. Because they're just they just read the they just read the dialogue from yes, the comic books. Exactly. They don't even yeah. describe the scene. Yeah. It's, it's just like watch out. Oh, here you are. <laughs> You're reading like 1940s. Watch out. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm Brock Sampson. So you're... No, like a 1940s what? comic would be ideal for Audible because it's always like I'm going to punch you this wall with my adamantium claws. It can cut through anything. Good idea. I'll use an optic glass and my queer new guys. Like you don't need the pictures. When you're reading a 40s comic. Oh, man, it's perfect. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. So, yeah, wait. So I should uh, allow me to, to rephrase. I, I should say I'm not a huge fan of the sort of s- the superheroes in general. Like, I don't like the when I said comics, I was I was, of course, being ignorant and saying and like sort of ascribing just I don't like superheroes. I don't like superhero movies that much. Okay. I don't I, they don't really they don't really resonate with me, sure. which is fine. But well, that's a reasonable opinion. Yeah, you can have that. Okay, opinion. thank, thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank Ryan you. allows you to have that yeah. opinion. We're all good. Yeah, yeah. I will loan you. Hold on, look at my shelf. I'm gonna loan you a bunch of stuff tonight. You're gonna read it all. Here's I'm how it happens. Here's homework. how it begins. You're like the eleventh person who's done this to me. Yeah, it's, it's great yeah, when you I, say you don't like something, and someone says, "Well, now you have to smoke the whole pack." That's a, that's me with anime too. I'm not a huge fan of anime, that's but true. I've watched so much fucking anime because everyone's like, "Oh, you gotta watch this." In I'm like, circles. you know what? I don't want to be a piece of shit, so I'll watch it. Nope, didn't like it. Okay. 
okay. Still don't care you, yeah. you, you keep eating that broccoli. I'm proud of you. Yeah. you know, I, I mean, I'm look, I, and I do like some anime. Like, I mean, how could you not like Studio Ghibli? How could you not like, oh, yeah. like, no. a, like a uh, paranoia agent sort of thing? Like, how could you not like? That's like a the different classics? beast than, than yeah. comics, I think. Right. But so, yeah, I see what you're yeah. saying. I, so I was speaking on... from ignorance and maliciousness earlier, and you two have set me straight. <laughs> Good. And you guys like, are you're, smart you're boys. Like you've read a bunch of comics. You're starting to read them all the time. Like this is not ignorance. This is this is not for me. I don't like superhero stuff, which is fine. But I appreciate you enjoying uh, my talking squirrel comic. Yeah, that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, are there really talking squirrels? I mean, Tippy. T- well, Tippy I suppose this talks. is some. Yeah, yeah, in in squirrelese. Yeah, but I mean... it's, it's a it's a fully fledged language. Like there's right. there's a grammar and a syntax. <laughs> You're right, one hundred percent. My apologies. Semantic right. content. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Um, speaking of semantic content, <laughs> that we are producing. Here's a segue. Here's the segue. God, so the sake of famous segues. So much better at the this. set bump. The set bump, and I just spike it on my own side of the net. Um, <laughs> another point for me. <laughs> That's how it works. Yeah, I only count the points I make, whether they're on my team or against them. <laughs> That's right. It's uh, my team zero, their team 100, but me 150. <laughs> I've just been spiking it all day. Um, 150 points in a volleyball match? I think don't they go to like 20 or something? I've never watched sports. Okay, <laughs> Is this not right? No, don't they go good. in intervals? of 50 i don't know okay never mind i'm not a a volleyball (laughs) watcher either um so ryan uh one of the reasons i wanted to have you on you are a a wonderful author but more importantly than anything else in the world you are a canadian yes so (laughs) i wanted to get a viewpoint of bare naked ladies from the canada side of things we've only had one canadian guest before so are you guys not canadian we are ohioans are you serious one hundred percent serious. Yeah, Ohio's the Canada of America. <laughs> I was led to understand that I'd be among fellow Canadians here. I oh. don't mean to make you feel unwelcome, but we hate comic books and we're not from Canada. <laughs> Let Toronto's me my ask favorite you city in the world. What what some Ohioans what Bernicate ladies made it to Ohio? Is that what I understand? <laughs> they just barely passed the border. Yeah, yeah Ohio's you, right there, right across from you. Do you know like tragically hip? Oh yeah, uh, yes. They're one, of the, they're one of the first concerts I ever went to. Was a tragically really? hip concert. Yeah, because tragically hip are famous for not being known in America. Well, they were playing at the what's the one on High Street, Saker? Uh, I don't the one across from campus. Newport. The, the Newport. They were playing okay. at the Newport, and my dad took me. Oh really? Yeah, I had That's a tragically. Great. I had a tragically hip sticker on my like backpack for years. <laughs> God, having as only, a child, as, as like a as like a 14, 15 year old. Okay. Like, you've gone to a tragic, thought, you've gone to a hip concert and you have a sticker in your backpack. Like I'm prepared to give you honorary Canadian status at this point. <laughs> Any of a BNL oh, podcast, so yeah, you're, I was you're, gonna <laughs> say it. I'm that in there. itself gives us dual there. citizenship. I think, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so so kind of like growing up and experiencing obviously the culture like what what's what is bnl's larger cultural impact or does it even have one or well i can tell you i remember being in the car and uh listening to if i had a million dollars which was their first big hit i think in canada or anywhere and that got like actual radio play and it was the first exposure i had to a song that was funny without having to be exclusively funny like uh like weird al is funny, but he's there to do funny, funny songs. But mm-hmm. B&L, kind of walked the line where they're like, this is our funny song with a million dollars with some ketchup jokes in it. But they'll also do, <laughs> you know, sad songs about uh, breaking someone's heart. And Weird Al was my only exposure to funny music before them. He's just funny. And also sometimes polka, but there's no, like, there's no sad Weird Al songs. 
So it, it lets me, true. it gave me like a depth to what you could do in music. I mean, this is, this must have been like five, six, seven, or eight. So this is baby's first idea that music isn't just songs about <laughs> love. Yeah, no, that's cool. And I think, I mean, obviously, you know, injecting pathos into comedy makes makes the pathos that much deeper, obviously. Um, but, uh, Probably, but yeah, yeah, I like that. Probably. <laughs> I don't know. I, I never mess with that. Before. <laughs> um, comedy yeah, tragedy. Comma tragic. Yeah, absolutely. We just had that comma tragic. Uh, what song was that? I don't even remember. Oh, this whole album has kind of been comma tragic. Uh, People say that tragedy is the opposite of comedy. I think horror is the opposite of comedy, honestly. I think comedy and horror are the same thing. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, oh yeah. yeah, surprise. I, they're yeah. different sides of the same coin is what I Because they both build up to something and then you have a release, right. only it's a punchline versus yeah. a, a scare. Yeah. I mean, they're not the same thing. thing. I was saying oh, that just a to be contrary because we were contrary before, but I feel like we, have, <laughs> we will probably agree with it. <laughs> I, I shouldn't sit here and just like disagree with everything you say. <laughs> That's totally fine because usually... Ratings. Usually it's ever usually it's me and the guest disagreeing with everything Saker says. So this is really refreshing for <laughs> Saker. He is he is just I'm eating this up, delighting in this. Yes. <laughs> so wait, what's the opposite of tragedy then? So if comedy for and me, horror, are, probably, uh, I, I, yeah, for you, uh, the opposite of tragedy is uh, something where everything goes correctly. It's a it's a non story, <laughs> slice of life. Yeah, yeah, it's the slice of, of tragedy. <laughs> Unless like you that. include the quiet tragedy of existence, but then you're getting into like existential <laughs> existential horror. horror. And the opposite of that is like bubblegum pop. Sure. I guess, yeah, nihilism is the opposite of everything, because it's something and nothing. So, sure, yeah, okay, I get that. Sure. Evan, you looked like you had an opposite of tragedy. I, I agree with him, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it's just, it's just, uh, this is great. Like, slice, like, like hope. Like hope. <laughs> hope, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Hope and joy, and, yeah. you know, everyone just getting what they want. Sort of like a... a a comedy movie uh-huh. but without any humor in it so just like that that three-act structure where it's like somebody somebody wants something thing, there's an impediment the, they overcome the impediment and get it, get it. yeah <laughs> basically yeah my, i'm gonna be some say something very controversial here that uh-huh. neither of you will agree with but i would argue a something that follows that structure a comedy movie without any jokes in it ghostbusters Ooh. <laughs> Interesting. I, I mean, I am famously, I famously hate Ghostbusters. Really, you're really the only ones because everyone's like, Ghostbusters is the greatest movie of all time, and I'm like, it's not it's a, a comedy. <laughs> it's real dark. It's I got really funny actors in it, but they're not yeah. telling jokes. I, and I and I don't like like I I remember loving it as a kid, but when I went back and watched it recently, I just don't like Peter Venkman. Like, I think he's really creepy and nasty. And like, yeah. is that the one who gets a blowjob from a ghost? No, no. that's Ray. Okay. Um, Peter Venkman but just fakes his research to get with a younger woman he shouldn't be with and then he basically like nags sigourney weaver into dating him and then (laughs) like goes to her house and like messes with her and then he's like this he's like this creepy libertarian bent to him because like the (laughs) epa is like hey you're running an unlicensed nuclear reactor in your basement we gotta like investigate he's like say please and the guy's like okay please and he's like fuck you Jesus, <laughs> go fuck yourself Christ. so the guy's like the guy the villain of the piece is like we have to shut this reactor down he's like you can't it's full of ghosts <laughs> like, uh we're gonna shut this reactor down because i don't want to like it could blow up and kill everybody right. walter peck was right yeah jesus <laughs> hashtag walter peck, peck. was right yeah. yeah i mean the only i mean like Peter Bankman's obviously the worst, and other Ghostbusters are, are a little bit morally gray for me, yeah. too. But, I mean, they are what they are. I like I really liked the new Ghostbusters movie. I thought that was funny as shit. Oh, yeah, that one was good. But, st- yeah, that was a comedy. There were I jokes. Think there, were, there were definitely jokes. Yeah, there. that was a comedy. That was a movie yeah. with jokes in it. Ghostbusters, it just has, like, <laughs> like the aura of funniness. Like, you're ready to laugh, and so you'll start <laughs> chuckling at, like, seeing Slimer or something. But there's nothing. Anyway, 
<laughs> yeah. We should say this for your Ghostbuster podcast. <laughs> well, surprise. <laughs> we got you. We got you in our little proton trap. This is the Ghostbusters podcast. Cheap ass. <laughs> if this I, were Child's Den, it would be. I feel like I haven't seen Ghostbusters in years. And the last time I half watched it was when you and I, Evan, were at Gen Con together. And I, we were both so tired and we were waiting in line for food because we were both starving. And you kept saying to me, daddy, daddy, <laughs> daddy, apropos of nothing. And it was the only time in my life that I felt like I wanted to kill you. <laughs> like I would have strangled you at that moment. That would have been the bravest and thing you ever did. That's Ghostbusters. It would have been. <laughs> Ghostbusters now has that feeling forever for me, like murderous. <laughs> I think we were watching Ghostbusters 2, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, because it Which... had Vigo in it. Oh, okay. All right. Never mind. I don't know the difference between the two, clearly. They're the same movie. It's like the exact same. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. No, it really is. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, no, 100%. Uh, so, uh, right, yeah, okay, all right, Ghostbusters Ghostbusters, aside. morally and creatively bankrupt. <laughs> morally and creatively bankrupt. Uh, what, were, were you, so you were a fan growing up of BNL. Yeah, I mean, in the sense, I, I wouldn't really call myself a fan, because I feel like right. a fan probably supports them in some way, and I was a kid, I wasn't buying their albums or anything, I was just sure. listening to their songs on the radio, and then in high school, uh, my friend Sarah was a huge BNL fan. And so she had all the albums and she would, we would listen with like one earbud in each year at lunch and sort of study the liner notes. So it was great. It was like the most, it was a classic high school experience. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. Oh, very cool. Okay. So, so there is some, some familiarity there. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I I just picture, you know, I picture every Canadian growing up with them and it's everyone's favorite band automatically, but obviously not the truth. It's like when you're born in Columbus, Ohio, where Saker and I are from, we're a big football town. So if you're born in Columbus, Ohio, they give you like a little stupid bit. You'll get one, Saker. Wait, really? They give yeah. you a football? They, a fo- they give, give you a football. They give you a little shirt that says like born a Buckeye. Okay. Wow. Cool. And our and our, our Buckeyes are our thing, Yeah. Uh, I guess. Our mascots. Our mascots and our state. It's not, you can't eat them. They're poisonous. That's right. And when you're born in Canada, they give you a vinyl of Gordon, I think is how it works, <laughs> right? Uh, I mean, we don't, and, we don't have a lot of uh, bands that make it in the States. So those that yeah. do tend to also be big in Canada because sure. so much of your culture gets blasted across the border towards us that it influences mm-hmm. it. So that's um, what we do. BNL being popular in the States made them absolutely more popular in Canada. Oh for sure, yeah. That's interesting. Wait, who yeah, are new pornographers from Canada or is that I don't know. kind of for remember now. Oh, okay, never mind. It doesn't Alanis Morissette. <laughs> Alanis Morissette, thank you. The only Drake. true yeah, Alanis is from Canada. Um, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. Like, Avril Lavigne is from Canada. Drake. Oh, Canada. that's right. Oh, she had a second coming here recently, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Good stuff. Nickelback, oh. Canadian, I think. Oh boy, you would stop there, right? <laughs> you would be wise to Rush, of not course. go on. Yeah. Okay. Rush, Are we yeah. just naming Canadian bands? I like this game. Um, <laughs> well, you haven't named Tom yet. Connors, who you probably uh, don't have in Ohio. No, Canadian. sir. Moxie Fruvis. Done. There you go. I did you got it. it. Corky and the Juice Fix. Corky and the Juice Fix. Bringing it back. Uh, all right. Well, Vanessa with- and the Stanky Blue Masticators. <laughs> Without further ado, then, uh, let's go ahead and, uh, and get into this week's song. So, uh, this week's song is called Break Your Heart. If you've never heard it before, here is a quick sample. The uh, uh, bravest thing I've ever done was to run away tonight. But not this time Not this time And the weakest thing All right. So uh, we always like to kind of start with the guest. So Ryan, had you heard this song before? Yeah. 
Yeah, I heard it okay. when I was a kid. Cool. So having not heard it then, presumably since you were a kid, what was your reaction to hearing it again? Did you like it, dislike it? I, I think I've heard it in between since then, just like... Okay. B&L still gets airplay up here, so we, we hear them occasionally. Um, right. I'll tell you, I had never really listened to the lyrics before. And reading the lyrics, as I was listening to it, I was like, this song is not what I thought it was about. <laughs> <laughs> and when you read the lyrics, the first part, it seems like he's in an abusive relationship, where he's like, the bravest thing I've ever done was to run away and hide. Yeah. And the weakest I've ever done was to stay right by his side. I'm like, oh, he's in an abusive relationship. I understand. So as the lyrics go on, you realize, like, no, he's just a shitty guy who <laughs> yeah. is staying with this presumably woman because he he's trying to be nice to her. And mm-hmm. then she gets mad at him and says, you know, I'm not that weak. Uh, how could you be so low, you arrogant man? What do you think I am? Like, she gets pissed at him right. for having done this. And he's like, okay, that's fine. Bye. That's great. I just didn't mean to break her. Like, he, he's an asshole in this. Right. Yeah. I love, love. I mean, you've, you've, you've succinctly summarized it, but this song is like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a bad thing. I, I don't. And then he finally is out with it and she's like, you know, fuck you. And he's like, well, everything worked. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, this still... worked out for me. I like that there's a whole verse on the denouement and it's basically just like, womp womp. Like, yeah, no big deal. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean to be an asshole, but you know, it happens. Yeah, yeah. I got yeah. what I want. You got what you want. We're all better now. <laughs> But before I read the lyrics, I was just like a song about, you know, love, and it's a song where he, right. all I knew is it's a song where he screams in the middle towards the end of it, and oh also God, yes. it's a song where it opens up with, kind of, if you look at it in retrospect, it's kind of the beginning of the It's Been One Week intro, where you have that, that killer hook in the first three notes, mm-hmm. and this yeah. doesn't have that, it's just like, ah, ah, ah. Uh, and so, there's no hook there, but it's the beginning of like it's been where just sure. that, that thing sets the whole song. The uh, uh, bravest thing. Yeah, having that thing that everyone remembers at the beginning of yeah, the song. I really love yeah. the beginning of this song. It reminded me a lot of what I was gonna ask. You loved it. The beginning of the song. Yeah. I think that faltering start is the most annoying thing oh, in the no. world. No, okay, I like it. Sorry, it was it was it was uh, going back to like sort of like a duop uh, roots of this. This song is like pure duop. Like even like at the end where he's like shang a lang wabba lama ding. Like he's we like we got to talk about that too. He's but like, but we'll that's I mean, they're, they're, this song doesn't end like that though. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, he does do a little bit. He does do a little. It's like scatting at yeah, the end. It's not no, scatting. He it's it's a doo-wop standby to make like instrument sounds with your voice yeah so like this onomatopoeia that he's doing sort of throughout the uh throughout the song I really enjoyed and I like the doo-wop sort of strains of the song so they were playing in a specific style which yeah, I enjoyed it's, it's prom song but also the be- this style the beginning of the song reminded me of a song by a band called Moonpools and Caterpillars they okay. were a, like a band that. from the 90s like in, in the LA scene uh-huh. um, they were a uh, Filipino Pinoy band and okay. they, they, there's a song called Heaven that basically starts just like this oh, song and I'll it's put sound- in a clip right here I believe in heaven 
that, that was beautiful touching thank you <laughs> but i really enjoyed the uh this song to me was like high school dance yeah oh for sure like i could see this song playing in like a gymnasium yes like we're like you're 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 with somebody and you don't quite know where to put your hands <laughs> and you don't really know how to dance so you're just kind of swaying and there's just some guy like the <laughs> bravest thing and it was like the they have the little spinny disco ball right like under well, the what do you do when you start screaming in the middle? <laughs> yeah, that part that? Not... <laughs> that's a that's one of those like a uh, um what's that fucking movie with the wedding singer in it who was the wedding singer? The wedding oh, singer. It was <laughs> old, old school, dumbass. Back to the future. <laughs> was it Back to the Future? No, it was old school. The Your movie old school where Chuck they the, where Will Ferrell was getting married to the woman. Oh, the movie old singer. school. I think it was old school movie. Oh no, where that's he keeps where, where he keeps thought. saying okay. where he keeps saying like I need you more than ever. I fucking need. And everyone keeps like looking around like did he say that? <laughs> I never saw. And that And apparently movie. that guy's a real wedding singer, and he is like booked up for the next like two decades. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So. Uh yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it it does have that. See, the reason I didn't like the faltering start is it almost feels like it's unearned because I feel like Steve is like the. Uh, like wait for it, wait for it. I'm about to do. It. But, but it's like so, we don't know what this is yet. You that's can't. so doo-wop Motown. Like that's that's the style they were singing in. And so yeah. I I'm like that. If he had done that on like, I don't know, Spider in My Room. Like <laughs> there is a spider in my room. <laughs> right. Like that would that would have been wrong for me. But right. Like this one, it worked for me here. Yeah. So just stylistically, you were into yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I do, I do, I do agree with the the prom song feel. I, this song, I think, not prom, ha- high school high dance. High school. My apologies. It's a very different vibe. <laughs> well, there, you have prom in high school, do you? Yes. <laughs> what do you mean, do you? What are you I, prom in college? I, Where did wait, you go to do you prom? have prom outside of high school? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. My, my high school is just a blurry, like a blur. I don't remember much. In, in America, do adults go to prom? <laughs> Evan goes to a once a month prom. Him and his friends. <laughs> it's so much fun. <laughs> Adult like prom. Year olds buying corsages <laughs> for each other. Yep, yep. Uh, I'm 37. <laughs> oh, excuse us. Give me three years. <laughs> I can't get the. I'm not a senior yet. No, you'll get that AARP. Every four senior. years, you restart over. So I'm a freshman. And then 38, oh, I'll be a works? sophomore, then a junior. <laughs> okay, senior. Sure, when I get sure. to 40, then I'll be a senior right. again. Okay, got it. Yeah. Probably yeah, heard this a lot, out. but America sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, let me <laughs> tell yeah, you. It's getting way worse. Um, it goes beyond yeah. the endless prom now. <laughs> it's a weird congressional. Yeah I, think, I think, yeah, I think Trump just signed an executive order saying that everyone has to go to prom now. It's yes. perpetual prom. Make America great again. <laughs> Wasn't prom it's, amazing? It's not even prom now. It's just homecoming all the time. Yeah. Which is, yeah. I felt like my parents cared a lot more about prom than I did because that's sort of like I feel like prom was less of a big deal now than it was thirty or forty years ago. It's less just a dance, big... right? Like it's a dance yeah. at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, but I think it's way more of a big deal now because we didn't do promposals right so kids nowadays i don't know how hooked What's, in y'all sure are with the i'm kids. sure it's cyclical but like i remember like when we were going to prom it, it being not a big deal right but these kids will like do elaborate like it's almost like uh when you propose uh-huh. like so they'll like hire bands or like stand outside somebody's window with like prom like go to prom with me like it's bizarrely humongous so i feel like yeah, but those, those are being filmed for like youtube instagram stuff so it's not That's really for the woman or the man being proposed to it's for the viral traction it's essentially a selfish act like all the same displays of affection yeah <laughs> the bravest <laughs> 
But I know it's. I think it's cyclical. Like our parents were really into prom, so they made yeah. us go to prom, and we weren't really into prom, so we didn't care about it. And then like the next generation's totally back into prom. Like that sort of stuff happens all the time. Yeah, maybe right. so. Maybe so. I, I hadn't thought about that. Just a hypothesis. <laughs> Just a hypothesis. <laughs> a man of science. You know um, me. This song, like, I felt like this song had kind of a live feel, though. Like, it feels like Steve is actually up on that stage at prom. Like, mm -hmm. because, yeah, the like... the voice cracking, the yelling feels like this is a yeah. choice you'd make on the live stage yeah. that you wouldn't yeah. put in the studio album. Just stop Yeah, and there's like really you awesome. can hear the instruments. Like he, uh, Most when he says, you can hear the <laughs> "God <laughs> damn it!" No, 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 no. We were on the same side, Ryan. What are you doing? I know, but then you, you slightly misspoke, and I saw a chance to shame you for that. <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, there's like sibilance when Steve says "if" on like the opening to verse two. It's like I know this is so small, but like, what a weird thing to include in like a studio track, and it just made it feel more like authentic. It made me feel more present in the moment. And if I always seem distracted like my mind is somewhere What is uh, silence? Sibilance is when like the, the F sound isn't super clear like it kind of uh, like S or F or like it'll it'll like clip I guess in the because uh, there's too much air me, like, going in into the microphone. Um, Can you it's more <laughs> well, it's more of like a microphone thing. So like, oh. I can't do it with my voice. But Saker like, has a whole song about sibilance. Didn't Didn't no. Six do a whole song about sibilance? No. What? T sibilance. We mentioned sibilance Spooky, in one scary of our songs. Sibilance structure. Okay, please stop quoting my band. All right. Um. <laughs> but yeah, like if if the mic is up too high and you like, it's all the air going into the microphone and it like kind of blows it out a little bit for a second. So it's like a technical hear. error. Yes, it is a technical error. Yes, that's correct. And I feel okay. So either that was a mistake, which I can't think that it was. Right. Or again, they're harkening back to sort of like this 50s, 60s yeah, Motown era. That's what I'm thinking. Sort where they're like they're getting the. You're, I mean, the recording was less polished by the fact that we hadn't done. Like it's we're just starting to record this shit. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I th I think that was interesting. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Evan, this was, I thought you would appreciate this song because it's Momentum the song. You're always talking about how momentum is such a powerful force in Vernicke Ladies music and in life itself. You mean inertia. Inertia. Oh, shit. Inertia is the opposite of momentum. That's correct. Yes, this is Inertia the song. Yeah, I, I, was gonna, I wasn't going to mention it at all. Uh-huh. I'll call you out. <laughs> call out culture is the name of today's Vernicke uh, Ladies I'm podcast. Calling, call me in. Okay, very good. Yeah, so like this is, I mean, this is all about inertia, but at the very least, we've had so many songs with Steve being a relational, jackass boyfriend. Re relational inertia. Right, relational inertia. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> never mind. I was going to say Pepto-Bismol is good for that, isn't it? In any case, um... But you did. Oh, you did boy. Anyway. <laughs> um, uh, but this is the final. Or this is like him being a shit boyfriend. But we get a verse from the POV of the woman. I fucking loved that. It's great. You said what the fuck that I was going to do. Curl up and die just because of you. I'm not that weird. I wish that was like my, on my like list of, I hope we don't get like the way we would make this song better because I'm just about to talk about how the, I'm going to make this song better. Have a fucking female vocalist come in. That would have been awesome to yeah, have like two vocalists like, on this. Jesus, like Aretha Franklin or like Mahalia Jackson. <laughs> Aretha or, like, That would be fucking, because I'm, I'm like going back to Motown. That'd be fucking <laughs> awesome. Okay, okay. What about Tina Turner, like Melissa Etheridge, if we're getting somebody more <laughs> like... Naked Ladies featuring Aretha did they, they did an album with a Motown group, didn't the, they? The Temptations. So it's not I don't know that why that strikes so me as weird, funny. I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but 
but yeah, you're right. Oh, I think I think a female voice on that would have yeah. been cool. So I feel like Melissa Etheridge would would have been my choice of like a contemporary because she would give it like a real sort of throaty. Oh, and, it would also it would also make the song more clear. I didn't realize it was a female. The the partner's perspective until I read the lyrics because the, the line that switches over is the line and you said but right he delivers that in the, the that's where he screams right. No, at uh, the end we, of that stanza, he does scream yeah. on the end of that stanza, and the scream is kind of like segueing out of her voice and back into his, which is yeah. Weird. But the end you said is also kind of blurred. I never, I never picked up on that. Listened to it before that, so I didn't realize he switched. I yeah, thought he was he, just still being himself. Right. Neither did I. Yeah, and, and not until you listen to these songs forty times and analyze the lyrics for a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think you ever would. But yeah, totally. <laughs> like it's very. I do like that pivot that he does, where you know, stop wasting my time, and then like her screaming in anger, and maybe him screaming out of I don't know grief or I don't. Just being a shitty screaming? guy. He's yeah, <laughs> screaming out of shittiness. Yeah. Uh, well, I think well, he's still in her voice in there, so she's just like, she's like, "Stop wasting my fucking time! Well, just stop wasting my time!" And then it goes back to his voice. Right? Yeah, but like, he's like, "I got what I want, and that's rid of you. Goodbye." Like, <laughs> he's like, "Oh, I, I care about you so much, and that's why I couldn't break your heart by breaking up with you." And he's like, "No, I got what I want. Bye. See ya. It's rid of you." Like, I wonder if it is almost one of those like, "No, I don't even. Uh, you didn't even hurt me. Like, it doesn't matter. It's cool. Like, I wanted to be rid of you. I don't care that you troll me. I so love playing, being trolled. He's playing strong. He's playing the strong." suit the toxically masculine yeah, yeah. could be i mean yeah. so i got a question for you guys because you probably yeah. know more about very glaze than i do stephen page writes this song mm-hmm. and sings this song and the song is about this guy who is a lousy boyfriend mm-hmm. and i don't think it's particularly sympathetic to the boyfriend but might be he might be like yeah look at me i dumped her already i'm awesome i'm so cool but do you think this is a song that stephen page thought would make him look good or... <laughs> <laughs> well well this sort of like this sort of like self-aware self-deprecating sh- piece we, of shit piece of shit narrator is something that comes up very frequently in Stephen page's songs but does Specific- he know that i <laughs> i think he has to I mean, he, if if he didn't he does now i'm thinking specifically like man child well, listening like to this like, yeah he's like oh crap yeah. <laughs> Which Why we know you're listening to. Me? <laughs> uh, but yeah, oh, he no. over and over and over again, like uh, at least two or three tracks per album, we hear him being a shitty boyfriend. And I have to imagine that it is, I mean, to, to some degree, that's he's writing what he knows. I don't mean he's a shitty person, but like I'm sure that everyone has those experiences when they're young and they, they yeah. fuck up in relationships I mean, and like... They have a litany of like terrible relationships. Yeah. Because no one knows how to date yet, right? right? You have to learn by making mistakes. Exactly. But being older and wise, I'm sure I'm sure he... I, I want to say I'm sure because or else how could he write from the, from the viewpoint of the woman in the relationship? Yeah, I mean... I feel like maybe at Gordon we weren't getting that as much, but right. in, especially with maybe you should drive and now into Bopes, we're really getting more of because you're seeing like these alternate perspectives, and I think in this song for sure, like he's well aware of that because the woman is speaking from a position of knowledge and understanding. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably true. Um, yeah. I don't know, Ryan. How did you read it? Do you think he's self-aware? I don't think I know enough about Stephen Page to assign that to him right um, okay i also like i feel like if you're writing a lot of songs like you said three per album in which you are a shitty boyfriend <laughs> right 
any points you'd get for being self-aware of, yeah, I'm not a particularly good boyfriend, <laughs> you kind of lose for not fixing that over the years between each album. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. I uh, I don't know. And it's hard to tell whether he's talking from historical context or like, well, here's a new situation in which I was a shitty boyfriend. Like, <laughs> he's happened again. Yeah, and, and at some point, I wonder if he's sabotaging himself just for new Bare Naked Ladies material. Like, I gotta write a new song. I better be a piece of shit to my girlfriend. Like, I don't know. Yeah, uh, Stephen Page has a lot going on in these first couple albums that is very questionable and weird. But by stunt, I feel like he's a party boy. Like, stunt has a lot of party songs on it. Uh, I don't know. That's our next album that we're covering. So there's a weird switch there, but I don't know. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. So instrumentally... Um, my favorite part of this whole song oh, is me... that bridge. Yeah, look, look what I wrote. What'd you write? What'd you write? Favorite, Saker's favorite part. You wrote Saker's favorite part. Why did you think this would be my favorite part? Because I know you, buddy. Yeah, but, but you what love in a bridge? <laughs> I do love a it's bridge. Got, it's got the saxophone toodling. Yup, I love it. It's got that raw sound at the end. The yeah. one that makes you go like, huh, whoa. Uh, yeah, those horns that were huge. Organ, that organ sort of toodling around in yes. the background. <laughs> you know I love my toodling, buddy. Ed just noodling on that guitar, some toodling and noodling. <laughs> noodling and toodling. I'm like, yep, that's going to that's gonna be Sacred's favorite part. Because the rest of the song has pretty sparse instrumentation. Yes. Which is pretty standard for like a doo-wop Motown song. Yeah, and he um, were blasting it out. And then they just they just turn up the volume on all the instruments and yeah. just go crazy. And they added a whole horn section just for this part of the song, which is nuts to me. Like, mm -hmm. we got those those great horn hits. We have that sax, like the smooth jazz, yeah. <laughs> sort of like late night driving down the freeway jazz. Like, yeah, the energy is, through that section is just great. And of course, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's hard not to note the ending. I feel like without this bridge... This song doesn't become sort of enshrined oh, yeah. in the canon of oh, yeah, BNL yeah. classics, right? No, this that bridge really makes the song. Yeah, it, yeah. it wraps everything up. It bridges everything. It's the rug in the room that ties it all together for sure. <laughs> one thing I, one thing I was I would have liked to hear was harmonies. Like I feel like this song yeah. could have had like if he had had like backup vocalists on this song. Right. I feel like that would have been more Motowny for me, but I don't I know agree. if it would have helped or hurt. Yeah, I feel like a little bit because BNL. They got the harmonies. Yeah, that's... they got them harmonies. They're a harmonica. Right. So they like to leave to just leave Steve alone on the stage. And I know that was a conscious decision. Like he's like doing that whole like lounge singer, like wedding singer vibe where it's just like one guy raw on the stage. Yeah. And so I appreciate that. But man, if you're gonna go Motown, go Motown. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I definitely think that would have added to this. Do up, do up. It's shifting back and forth. And at the end he goes like wee woo wee wee woo like it's all like it's all like not not quite that. Not quite that. I would have loved that. Um yeah, I don't know. There's like I feel like there's just a lot of like fun, even some little things in this song. Like I like how the lines kind of unfold with Steve like faltering and stopping and starting, except for the beginning, because I feel like it's unearned there. Um, we got like the adjective half acidly. Oh, so good. <laughs> that was that's it. That's the one you want to bring. I did it for me. You want to hang your hat on half, half, half acidly. I love a novel adjective. Yeah, right. Oh, I well, I guess it's an adverb, isn't it? Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> I should have gotten that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I just like it's the song is the. 
there's an acoustic guitar that comes in at the beginning of verse two that I feel like encompasses the whole song because it's a very warm tone and mm-hmm. it's very nice. Like this song, like it hugs you and then it fucking yells in your face and then it hugs you some more. Like, I don't know. I really like this one. I think this is a good one out of the, the BNL uh, I like, I mean, I, I really enjoy, I think of all of like these like bad boyfriend, like self-deprecating narrators, I think I enjoy this guy the most because he's just fucking hoisted on his own petard yeah pretty quickly because he's like hey i'm staying i i don't really like you that much yeah but, you know i don't really want to break your heart you know because i that's I, true in jane we I, have a stalker and i love you we have a cheater yeah this guy's just a coward it's like i i don't really love you but i'm fond of you enough that i don't <laughs> want to like hurt you and i think you really have it like you really love me yeah so i don't want to break your heart and she's yeah. like fuck you yeah you know like i deserve to be with someone who like actually loves me yeah Oh, this is sad. <laughs> yeah, but this is, I, 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 that's true. He's probably the best of the shitty boyfriend narrators. Um, well, I don't know if he's a good person, but like his the self awareness that Steve like Steve skewers him yeah. in the song, I think, and that that's really good for me. I do think I we say Stephen. We should have a tournament of all the bare, na- bare naked narrators and who would win. Bare naked they- narrators. That's great. <laughs> and and you know if they all fought in different types of competitions you have a cooking competition between the guy from jane and the guy from alternative girlfriend and you have a yeah we'll make brackets march madness let's do that that sounds fun that's a future app okay um maybe for the patreon okay yeah right um so do we have uh any other thoughts before we get into rating the song from either of you folks ryan what did you think did you have anything that stood out to you um i mean i i've listened to the song um a bunch of for the past month and then three times in a row before before we called wow okay wow. <laughs> and um because i i do my homework yes you do homework, thank you, you. listen to a song while holding laundry <laughs> i can do that and i feel like it is a song that does hold up to being played three times in a row which is not every song right so that's that's a good thing um i don't know having now so this is the deepest dive i've ever done in a single bnl song <laughs> right i'm not sure I like it more than when I started, but I do have more of a respect for it after having spoken about it for so long. Like I, I, I feel like you know, yeah, the guy's maybe is self-aware. Maybe this is like a warning to others to be a better boyfriend. <laughs> sure, I like that you don't like it more, but you, you it's like a friendly rival. Like you guys fought. <laughs> yeah, I don't like, like you, but I respect you. <laughs> I'm not gonna invite this song over for dinner, but if I see it on the street, I'll give it a quick nod of the head. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's very kind of you yeah. Uh, yeah i like that evan anything to, to add before we kind of move into rating this is any horror movie where you oh are that's right stuck, your horror read okay go ahead you're Sorry. stuck in a relationship where, where the protagonist is stuck in a relationship like I'm, I'm thinking like crimson peak or like my bloody valentine or even twilight i guess like where, where a protagonist is stuck in a relationship with a with someone who isn't good for them and might be literally killing them mm, i think this is your weakest one that just sounds like a drama not a horror movie well, right crimson peak is not a drama it's a horror I've never movie seen crimson peak i'm sorry oh, you've never seen crimson oh it's fucking amazing okay well let's make a night okay <laughs> all right do do very good we'll do it. We'll do it. all right fine well, uh, my, so but uh, yeah that's i mean it's not it's just you because you can feel for the narrator okay and you can feel for the object of the narrator's affection because she starts out as an object and then gains her own sort of agency throughout the course mm-hmm. of the narrative which i really liked um but i mean honestly the best read is the is again the vampire read where <laughs> okay how is the song about a vampire go for it uh, uh fucking easy it's a <laughs> so it's a ghoul or maybe a subsidiary vampire and a master vampire right mm-hmm. and this is the moment 
here where um, in a like attempting to recapture their humanity, the ghoul realizes like everything they've lost in their relationship with the vampire. Like, <laughs> like I'm stuck in this relationship. There's nothing I can do. So they, to recapture their humanity, they kill, they kill that vampire. I didn't want to uh, b- b- break your heart. <laughs> okay. By staking it. By staking it. I didn't want to stake your heart. Yes. I didn't want to stake your heart. <laughs> okay. That's the weird Al version of this song. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they're reflecting on their past humanity and they just, uh, so maybe this, you got a blade situation where you got a vampire who wasn't fully turned. Okay. And they're like, help me. Blade's like, you got to help me. I'm I'm a blade. You're a blade. <laughs> I'm a blade. But, but what about the, the response from the, the partner? Yeah. How do you factor that in? Well, you can't kill a vampire that easily. <laughs> so, oh, what you could think that you could do? What do you think you could do? Uh, I'm, uh, I'm the fucking master. and die just because, because of you of you? that week, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this think, works. You think a stake is going to kill me? Or it's like that scene where they like pull, where in every fucking vampire movie now, where they pull out like a cross and the guy's like, a cross, <laughs> well, yeah, boom, you, yeah. and it like blows them into flames. Like, what do you think that was going to do? Yeah, right, right. Oh, good. Okay, I actually like your vampire read on this one. Actually, I like it. How can I be more demeaning? So yeah, every time I come up with one of these reads, I feel like you're a hostile. I have to like, I, I have to like sell it to you all over again. You do, and you do every time. You sell it to me successfully. You're, these are really good reads. I gotta say. Well, thank you. Yes. All right, let's get to rating this song. Okay, so our rating system, of course, is we rate on a scale from bare naked to fully clothed. The fewer clothes this song has, the more bare naked it is and the more we love it. As usual, we're going to give the guest a chance to get acquainted with it. So, Evan, we will start with you. What do you think? Since Ryan brought it up earlier, I'm thinking this is like the Under the Sea dance from Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Right, where Marty McFly is uh, going to, well... The, the McFly family is uh, getting ready for some incest, some cross <laughs> cross temporal incest, but they save the day. All right, but they've got that they've got that band in there before um, Michael J. Fox like steps in with Martin like, the, Berry's band, the Tutti Frutti O Rudy sort of thing. They're doing the they're doing like the normal Tutti Frutti O Rudy sort of. You thing. have a very approximate understanding of Back to the Future. <laughs> He goes in there and he Nailed does that like hit him Ryan. He's like wah bop 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 Whatever. It's something like that. I haven't seen back to the I've stuck up naked lady songs. That's fine. Keep going. Dig yourself deeper. I'm just trying to set the set the scene, all right? We're at the undersea dance. It's not it's not about what song is playing. It's about who's playing it. So you've got this backup band here. You've got this this prom band and they're in there like blue like suits with like the cravats and everything they're playing the bass guys just tootling the guy on the guitar or the guitar is just like strumming away right and then they do that soul thing they do that that thing where they like do up and they do that turn and when they turn the suits are only on their front side so they're naked (laughs) on the entire back hospital gown suits yes they're they're just naked all the way back and there's that moment where like everybody in the audience like kind of takes like a double take like looks but then they're just back to singing okay sure so this song so this song is exactly half naked for half you? naked for me and it like it gives me such such amazing flashes of nudity okay and i'm not quite i'm like wait do i like this song okay so I'm, right. I'm left, my, I'm left myself Interesting. I'm left asking myself that so okay my rating is uh, so I'm I'm in the same universe as your rating, right? So so my kid is going to the dance that your <laughs> shoop doo wop people are playing at. <laughs> shoop and the doo wops. I think what the, the shoop and the famously doo-wops. in the Back to the Future Thank under you. the sea yes. dance. Shoop and the doo wops. So so he has his date on his arm and he enters the gymnasium and he looks around and there's a wonderful. He's got there's punch and people are dancing. They're doing the 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 Kalamazoo the Charleston, <laughs> the Charleston. <laughs> and then he looks down and he realizes oh. 
I'm in my underwear. Oh no, I'm having a horrible dream. But it's actually kind of a wonderful dream because he still has a very good time. Like he realizes he's in his underwear and then for him it becomes a lucid dream where he's like, wait, I would never wear my underwear to the prom. I'm dreaming. And then he can control everything. So he actually has a very good time at the prom, even though he's just in his underwear. So, so for is he me, like a cruel dream master? Is he like making... Oh, no, he's, he's a, he's like, a nice Biff dream master. picked on me at school, so I'm going to have him eat literal shit. <laughs> he may do that, but all the other kids cheer. It's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to make you cheer. <laughs> Dance on my strings, my puppets. puppets. <laughs> um, yeah, but so so uh, for mine, this is a kid at the dance in a nightmare wearing only his underpants, but really having a good time. Okay. <laughs> Ryan, what do you think? Bare naked, fully clothed, where are we? Uh, I was going to say, before I didn't realize we are doing a full short story with these. <laughs> you do not have to. Um, I was going to say sort of like topless from the waist down situation where there's some nudity, but you don't really want to look like staring at the sun, look directly at it. So okay. it just sort of happens around you. And... <laughs> You know, it's something you remember and you think back a couple years later, you're like, did that really happen? Or did I just dream that? <laughs> right. And I feel like a couple... this is that song. The sense of looking right. back is not quite what you thought it was. It was something different. <laughs> I, I relate to that a lot right now. That is horrifying. But yeah, I like that. Where oh, is my memory faulty or did that? Oh, okay. A couple of Mormon missionaries stumbling into like an S&M party. <laughs> that, that is they're I'm surrounded sorry. by nudity Are but you they don't want to they don't want to remember your it. weekend or yeah that's me i'm a mormon missionary <laughs> saker uh, you got it oh boy <laughs> ryan thank you so thank much you for, for coming on to our, our stupid oh, podcast course. thanks for having me we really appreciate it yeah do you have anything uh that you want to plug right now obviously your book how to invent everything is in bookstores now i got it from the library and it is a delight you should um, really buy a copy sake i should buy a copy because mine didn't come with a bandana which looks sweet from all the twitter things i've been yeah. seeing uh so, so i'm gonna have to run out and do that um but uh what else what else do you have going on um i mean i, I would be overjoyed if everyone listened to this went and bought how to invent everything because i think it's the best book i ever wrote so let's just focus on that <laughs> It's a survival guide for stranded time travelers. Sounds amazing. Even better than it sounds. <laughs> wow. Look at that. All right. Cool. Way to self-promote. Yeah. I love it. Uh, all right. Cool. Well, Ryan, again, thank you thank so, you much. so it much. It was a pleasure having you and uh, a, a delight. Thank you for being so Canadian. <laughs> what? <laughs> what I do. We'll talk to you later. Talk to you later. <laughs> hey, Evan. What? I was just wanted to see how you were. I'm good. Okay. How are you? How are you? I'm okay. You know, life's pretty good, Evan. <laughs> Is it? You were just yeah. telling me about panic attacks. I do. I have panic attacks <laughs> when I sleep. Well, I get what? anxious. In your dream. Maybe you had a really panic-inducing dream, like an anxiety. An- but anxious it happens dream. every night. Is that a problem? Oh, boy. <laughs> every night I'll wake up. My teeth hurt because I'm clenching them and, and grinding uh-huh. them so hard. I have a headache. My neck hurts. Uh, I have a big scratch. Let um, me. Okay. Let, I wake up with panic attacks. My heart is racing. Let me let me put forward a hypothesis. Right. Right. Have you gone vacationing in Eastern Europe in the last couple, like the last month or so? Well, you know, we went a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Did you go out on any moors? Moors. Yes. Okay. That was our trip. Uh, backpacking. Um. I mean, it was hiking. Or, okay. I mean, it was close enough. Did you encounter any? 
and animals. animals. Yes, yeah. absolutely. There are a bunch uh, of weird ones. Unnatural. Yeah, unnatural seeming animals. Yeah, absolutely. And that scratch you on your neck there, did that come from that encounter? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I, it's hard to remember exactly that encounter, but okay. yeah. Okay, and you've been kind of, you you'd mentioned the other day uh, when you were at my son's second birthday party that you were losing like bits of time. That's correct, yes. Like, yeah, okay. Long um, stretches. Long stretches. Okay, so let me put out my hypothesis. All right, let me just throw it down. Lycanthropy. Mm. You might be a werewolf. If you like to go out <laughs> on the full moon and kill a squirrel, you might be a werewolf. So I would invest... <laughs> Hold on, let's do 10 or 12 more of these. You might be a werewolf. <laughs> if, you, if your wife says you're too hairy... <laughs> That one doesn't really work so If well. the full moon always comes too soon, <laughs> you might be a werewolf. <laughs> if you used to love using your silver china plates, but now you can't stand to touch them, you might be a werewolf. <laughs> if you used to love hamburgers, but now you can't wait to cook them, <laughs> eating raw meat out of your refrigerator, oh, I understand. I you might be a werewolf. Apropos of nothing, if you can't wait to cook a you don't count, you don't I understood it. If you love choosing the thimble in Monopoly, you might be a werewolf. <laughs> it's one of the lesser-known werewolf myths. <laughs> they only choose the thimble. If they can't choose the thimble, they don't play. Oh. Werewolves can't play a game well, with each other. I don't really play Monopoly anyway because it's a really boring game. What the fuck? Nani the fuck did you just say to me, you little baka? <laughs> 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 Monopoly is a really boring game. Wow. Monopoly is the best, and I love it. So it's fun for maybe an hour, mm -hmm. and then somebody starts to get a Monopoly, and yes. then it's a slow <laughs> grind for hours and after that until your soul and your heart is broken. Unless you start making those backroom deals, then it gets real good. You say, hey, listen, next six times you land on my space, you don't have to pay. Just give me, uh, give me Illinois there. That's what I really want. And then they're like, oh, I'm not good at this game, but sounds like a good deal to me. And then I become the Monopoly yes. master. Okay, so my friends used to call me Smiling Jim when I played Monopoly. <laughs> no, I, my family really got into it. It was to the point where they were like selling houses and hotels on places that you'd already been to to buy them right ahead of you. So. Oh my God. Yeah, they're real brutal. Yeah, real rough stuff. Speaking of werewolves and Monopoly, waking up in your dreams, something and, and anxiety and, like, and ungeneralized anxiety. Had, disorder. We, had we gone into this immediately, it would have made sense. Did you know there's a new program on the It's All Been Done Network? Oh, oh shit! Oh yes, it premiered on Get It Out of My Head Halloween Night. Huh? Woo! -hoo. I don't know what, what that fucking was. Every Wednesday, Syndicated Nightmares takes a deep dive into an episode of. Freddy's Nightmares, a horror anthology TV show from the 1980s based off of A Nightmare that. on Elm Street film series. Don't worry if you haven't seen the show. Hosts Dave Berman and Michelle Hansen will give a detailed synopsis of every episode before tearing into it like Freddy would to a scared teenager. Join them week by week as they make your nightmares fun. Check out Syndicated Nightmares and all of our programs at iandpresents.com. James! It's IABD presents. You need to fucking get your website straight. So I remember, I remember seeing that show back really? in, in. I think it was like the eighties or nineties. You said nineties, didn't you? Eighties. Uh, okay. Oh yeah, 19, late nineteen eighties. I remember being a kid, so I would have been like eight or nine watching it. And there was one about like white. Or it was um, beefy boy was what they called it. But it was the it was the based on the chain of restaurants here with the little boy outside. Big boy. Big boy. Yeah. yeah. And one of them. 
guy was turning into beefy boy or something. I don't that know. sounds amazing. It was pretty terrifying. But he, here's my question. I, that's a syndicated show, mm-hmm. but it, I, I don't think it ran for more than half a season. So what are they going to do? Um, I feel like they have a really fucking good idea for a podcast because you can get in, get out, and see if you like it instead of being stuck with like 177 episodes of podcasting. Here's the other thing is that I don't know if it's actually available, the show, for streaming or purchase anywhere. I think you have to already have it or you have to be willing to steal it uh steal it yeah uh there were how many episodes were there let's see well that's, the, that's 44 what, episodes holy butts okay never yeah. mind okay that's two a, seasons that's a pretty 88 solid, to 90 it's a pretty it isn't like the friday the 13th one where they were like ha- collecting haunted items and i think that didn't go too long there was a i'm sorry there was a fetch quest friday the 13th yeah, show yeah, it was like uh they were collecting cursed objects and i okay. believe one of them was jason's mask but i could be wrong oh. uh, but it was sort of like a it's basically like the haunting like they go to like a haunted place and yeah. they come out with like a annabelle or a you know that's fun how was it friday mask? the 13th themed oh my god okie dokie <laughs> bye <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies podcast. Now's the time in this cast where we spin this big old wheel. Oh, I like to hear that noise. Ooh, it's so good. Oh, I'm going to spin it again. It didn't even land. I just want to hear it. And all right. Thanks. That was fun. Spin again. If you get this three times in a row, permanently end the podcast. Oh my gosh. God, I shouldn't have spun it again. It tantalized me. All right. How about this? Running out of ink. Pen a limerick about this week's song. So break your heart in limerick form. So, um, uh, let's see. Do you want to go first or shall I? I am so terrible at doing them on the spot. <laughs> oh, they're I'm... so much fun. Uh, okay, here we go. Here's mine. <clears throat> um, there once was a shitty narrator. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> Back myself into a corner from uh, step one. Um, his a girlfriend, very chronic masturbator. No, his girlfriend. He loved to debate her. <laughs> Um, actually, he did not. He was cowardly. <laughs> I thought. I thought. <laughs> he stopped uh, and he said, dating her. See you later. Masturbate. <laughs> Stop chiming in on mine. Write your own I was, limerick. I thought that was a thing as we helped each no, other. No, we do write each them. other. We do each other's limericks. No, so that was... I thought we went back and forth with lines. Oh, okay. Oh, let's do that then. Okay, okay, that's okay. What we, that's what this was. Wasn't I it? forgot. I think it's been several things. So you give me a first line. <laughs> And if I seem always distracted, because we start with one of the lines from the song. No, we, you're making up rules. <laughs> I'm creating a culture. <laughs> and if I, what is it? And if I always, if I seem always distracted. And if I seem always distracted, I'm Steve Page and I know where my snacks is. <laughs> but I'm done with this song. It was overly long. <laughs> oh, gosh. And the rest of the lyrics are redacted. <laughs> Good. Loved it. Let me do one. Let me start with a, okay. a line. Okay. All right. Um, uh, let's see. How about... Uh, <laughs> I always speak in the terms of a coward. <laughs> uh, I, I'm thinking of Ron Howard. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Perfect. <laughs> um, so, my days are not happy. Ron Howard. <laughs> or, was he on Happy Days? Yeah, he was... Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I speak in the terms of a coward. <laughs> My courage is always underpowered. Ooh. Um... I don't love my wife. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm ending my life. 
Um, um, oh, yeah, our... I never knew arsenic was sour. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, my arsenic has soured. <laughs> Uh, how long does it take? An hour? <laughs> well, that was dumb. <laughs> what a poor segment. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. It's hard to think of things. No, it's not. For not me, it is. Yuri rapper. The, I know. Yeah. So this is like it plays to your benefit. Oh, let's do. Let's do a segment where uh-huh. we get a uh, we get a prompt, <laughs> we and then we have like we have three, we- three weeks <laughs> to compose a flash fiction piece. Okay, let's perfect. play to my strengths. I love it. All right, we'll, we'll start. I'll put that on here. <laughs> let's, let's, I'll just be quiet. <laughs> That's fine. For three weeks, we will not do the podcast, and then we'll come back with a flash fiction day. I like it. That'll oh, be next me, me. next Halloween. <laughs> I have to plan things all the way out. We'll do flash flash fiction based on Bernie Lady song. Doesn't. Uh, I-A-N-D presents already do flash fiction. <laughs> they do, I think. It's erotic flash fiction. Yeah, they do an erotic flash fiction. Oh, are you going to write an erotic flash fiction about the BNL boy? Who do you ship, ship in BNL? Give me your BNL ship. What's uh, your slash fiction there? Ooh, probably. <laughs> I'm going to say me say. Mama say, Mama say. Mama said there'd be days like this. Uh, I'm going to say Ed. Uh-huh. Defo. Uh-huh. I want to see that boy. Uh-huh. And you know, I'm gonna go Tyler because I feel really? like they, I feel like I'd enjoy like seeing them cohabitate. Okay. Oh, so this isn't a purely sexual relationship. This is yeah. a romantic. Yeah, I want to see them. I want to see them get together. I see. I see. Like this would be like a forty-seven chapter long, right. Right. updating weekly flash fiction. <laughs> okay. Each chapter is ten thousand words. I Just love- sort of like a slice of life day by day. <laughs> Got it. But isn't the point of flash fiction that you can't think ahead, right? So well, a I'm weekly not flash, flash fiction. fiction. I'm not doing flash fiction. Now it's a novel. Oh, okay. All right. Got it. Uh, I think in a purely sexual way, I definitely ship Kevin Jim. I think that they're the two, they're the two most sensitive bare naked boys. And uh, I think that they would, uh, they have some of this underlying boil of, uh, of, of hot uh, action would waiting it be for too, them. Would it be too much though? What do you mean? Would it get out of hand, do you think? Ooh, hey, Shipping. I mean, Kev's got a good grip. I don't think anything's going to get out of hand. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. I'm sorry. There's something that's weird I've noticed. Uh-huh. In a lot of the pictures, and I'm not saying all of them, but like, mm, I want to say like 60 or 70% of the pictures I've seen of like the bare naked ladies at their prime, Kevin is like front and center. Right. And everybody else is sort of like hanging around. Right. I wonder why that is. Like he's, I mean, his contributions to the band are not cannot be overstated, understated, right. understated, right? <laughs> but uh, he's not yeah. inner Steve. Like no. I feel like one of them would have to be. And so there, there has to well, be some be reason Steve. they're doing it. But, but yeah, you're right. He has kind of taken a more leading role. I think Tyler and Jim are kind of hanging back, and I don't know. I mean, he's he's a very accomplished musician on his own, so maybe he's kind of taking charge and, and leading. Yeah. Well, Ed's the front man, though. I mean, even, I mean, PPE. But Ed's never had... PPE, Ed is the front PPE, man. Ed is PPE, the Ed is... PPE, Ed is... PPE, PPE. Oh, yeah, post-page right. That's right. Yeah, I forgot. PPE. Yeah. Okay. Ed is the front man. Right. And then in PPE, Steve and Ed are front men. <laughs> so I feel right. like they would be put first, but it's almost always Kevin, in right. my experience. I'm I sure that... I don't know. I haven't, like, done a, the survey of Bare Naked Lady pictures, though. Speaking of Kevin Solo stuff, uh, I started listening to The Cousins album, which is his album with... um. Mm. Harlan Williams, his cousin. Jesus. Uh-huh. It is a fucking nightmare garbage album. I'm sorry, Kevin Hearn. Yeah, I bet he's just him tooling on the piano and like whispering some lyrics and then like fart noises. From... <laughs> right. Well, Kevin Harlan does or Harlan Williams does a lot of the singing, and he's just not great. And the like the 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 title track is like called Rattlesnake Love, and it's just like a real 
dumb love battle. Like, it's just a bad album. I did, was not into it at all. Thin Buckle, on the other hand, mm-hmm. got himself a winner there, but he should not. Listen, nepotism gets you nowhere, Hearn. So <laughs> stop teaming up with your cousin. Team up with people who you don't know. Well, they did a comedy album. Oh, you think Kevin would be good at jokes? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Harlan would be good at jokes? <laughs> yikey, yikey. Probably not. You're right. I mean, he's good enough to have been a comedian. Yeah, that's which true. Which is more than either of us are. In the mid-90s. Yeah. Do you think you could have been a mid-90s comedian? God, I wouldn't have wanted to be. Had you been old enough? I feel like that would have been hard. And I don't like hard things. <laughs> <laughs> you had a child. Yeah, I guess. That's, that's committing yourself to something hard for the next... At least six years. It's like upping the difficulty level on your life. Yeah. So like my life was like on like easy in, intro intro intro. You were on the tutorial like tutorial basically. Okay. So I upped it up to easy. Okay. Like, the kid is rough. You know I don't get sleep. Right. My teeth are backwards. Like <laughs> it happens. You okay. Know? But yeah, I was definitely on intro. White cis dude. Right. Oh, you know, middle class. Right. You know, it doesn't get. I mean, I could be born with a million dollars, but it doesn't if, get much easier than my life. If you had a million dollars, what would you do with it? Give it away. Wow. Well, I'd pay off my house. Right. I mean, it's like every fucking millennial. Like, I'd pay off my house. I'd pay off my car loans. I'd make sure, like, the student loans. And then I would, like, uh, put the rest in a fucking bank and then give away half of it. Yeah, we. I mean, we always talk about this. Um, Did you enter that Mega Millions? No. Why would I do enter that? That's Lotteries are just a tax for people who are bad at math. That's 100% <laughs> like, true. I felt bad because my mom gave me $2. She said, you're lucky. Enter this. So I felt bad keeping her $2. So I bought a ticket. Uh, I won. Oh, which is good. a weird thing. I have $86 billion oh, now. Give some to me, please. No, thank you. <laughs> All right. And now's the time where we do a little bit of bare naked moils. <laughs> bare naked moils. <laughs> oh, no. I did my Transylvanian accent again. Uh, if you have a bare naked moil for us, you can email us at it's all been done podcast at gmoil.com. This one comes to us from Jared Anderson. It says, Dear Evidence Saker, he has three questions for us. So I'm going to, what do you want? One, two, or three? Two. Two. It's happened. BNL has agreed to be on your podcast. Moreover, Stephen Page is going to rejoin the band just for your interview. <gasps> okay. Here's the catch. The B-Nakes demand you meet them at a dilapidated barn down a winding dirt road well after midnight. They demand that you come alone. They've given you less than four hours notice. Do you go? Uh, they are definitely going to kill us. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like we haven't made much goodwill okay. among the bare naked ladies. Right. Like, I, I just called Kevin <laughs> Hearn's band garbage. Yeah, you, I, I feel like y- you're the one they really want to kill because you're really rough on them. That's true. Well, I have to lead the, the podcast. So uh-huh. I'm leading it in the direction that I choose yeah. to lead it in, which is down the garbage hole. Yeah. So I think it's one of those, like, they're going to, like, torture you to death while I watch and then put a bullet in my head. Here's the thing. A, would you care watching me being tortured to yes. death? Yes, yes, I would. Really? Yeah, oh, thanks, buddy. I wouldn't want to watch anyone tortured to death. Oh, but like, oh, so I'm not seeing special. a friend tortured to death would be extra. There rough, we go. Yeah. That's what I wanted to hear. Um, second question: We've talked before about killing and eating the bad ladies, and how I would do it because you'd get infamy, right? Mm-hmm. Like you would, you would, you would have this fame. Not that it would be good, but if you're someone's forcing you to do it, you might as well eat the most famous one because you'll be famous, right? right. Do you think we would be famous if the Brannigan ladies killed us? Yeah, I think we would. But again, that's like, again, it touches on the same issue as like being a punctuation at the end of some famous person's life. <laughs> right. Like, victimhood is not a good way to be like famous. Right. I'm a famous victim. <laughs> well, it's not like you'd know, but you'd be enshrined in the history books of the Phoenix. Uh, yeah, I feel like, I don't know. I don't know if I'd want fame under those terms. <laughs> so all in all, Jared's question, would you go? 
Uh, gosh. I would... I mean, do we have to both go? Like, can you go? I don't know. I think... Oh, but you're going to be a dad, too. So, like... I'm going to be what? You're going to be a dad. That's the first time we've said that on this podcast. Whoopee! <laughs> yes, it's true. Oh, shit. I didn't even... <laughs> no, sorry. You broke the news. How about sure. do it? Today's podcast is going to slow down come April. <laughs> All right. Go <laughs> ahead. What's So, I mean, you can't just think about ourselves. Uh-huh. And honestly... So let's let's put some let's put some odds on this. Uh-huh. What are the odds they're going to kill us? I think the odds are low. Yeah, I mean they're not murderers, right? But why would they construct this elaborate scenario? To fuck I with guess? us? You think they are fucking I, with? I us. I think they're jokesters. They are jokesters. So let's say let's say if there's a we'll do we'll do like a um like a, a confidence interval. So let's say there's a five percent chance they're going to kill us. Okay, do you go. Yes. If there's a oh ten, I see ten percent chance they're going to kill us. Um, one out of ten chance. Yes, and Siri, pick a number between one and ten. They didn't kill me. All right. Actually, we should pump the confidence interval until I feel comfortable. I would go if there was a twenty percent chance. That's my highest confidence. That's interval. the highest. Okay. What's yours? One percent. One percent. If if I had any indication that I was going to be killed by them, but you get to talk to the bare naked. I ladies. don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Okay, so let's see if they kill me. Pick a number between one and five. That would be two. I lived. Okay. Okay, pick a now. Between one and a hundred. Pick a number between one and a hundred. One is death. The answer is 93. You okay, survived. Actually, the survived. red-haired ladies didn't Not kill, kill us. us. Great. What a weird question, Jared. Anyway, we both survived. It's all good. And we got a, uh, but uh, I mean, it's like a cost-benefit analysis too. Like, great. They're on our podcast. Now what? Now we become international. <laughs> I don't know. Nothing happens. You're right. Why the fuck would I do it with a 20% chance? This is bad. What a bad choice. And I, I mean, I said if there was even a 1% chance, yeah. they would kill us. Like, yeah. I would go if there was no chance of being killed. Yeah. You would go. Or you yeah. would not go. I would go if there were no oh, chance of being killed. But even 1% is too much Yes, for you. exactly. But even leaving your house in the morning, you have a 0.01 chance of being killed. I don't have a 0.01 chance. That's like one out of a, like one out of a thousand <laughs> days I will be killed. I've made it a lot longer than a thousand days, Saker. It's ten thousand, number one. But still, point one would oh, be. Oh, point 1. Yeah, sorry. So, have you lived ten thousand days? I don't know. Neither do I. I'm not good at math. That's why I did the lottery that one time. Um, yes, I have lived ten thousand days. I have to have. I would live ten thousand days, and I would live um, ten thousand more. Let's see, ten thousand. We'll see, like, 365 times 10 years would be three th- would be 3,650. Yeah, 27 times, years. Times 30. Yeah, yeah. so I've, I've lived well over 10,000 yeah, yeah, yeah. years. Not well over. Well, yeah, you're pretty old. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> you look so good for an old person. You know me. Way to, way to be free. And now's the time in the uh, show where we ask you to write us an iTunes review. So if you could, rate us on iTunes, give us five stars, give us a little review. We love to hear them, we love to read them, we love to see them, we love to look at them, we love to lick them, we love to find them, we love to have them. I just love to have them. I'm collecting them all. <laughs> get all the reviews. Get all the reviews. <laughs> review a different podcast on our... Give us five stars. Review a different podcast. I love I don't even that. Care. Review Comedy Bang Bang. Review Spontaneous Nation. Review Hardcore History. Yeah. Review so the, the if dollop. You, if you love a podcast, yes, we you can review it on our feed. I 
fucking love Mbim this. Bam. Yes. Review Bam. I want to know what you think of Mbim Bam. Mackley Horror. Review Greatest Generation. <laughs> review it all. I love this. Yes. Okay. So review other podcasts on our feed, you please. Love, you love your podcast too much. You've already reviewed them. You give them five stars. That's what else can you do? Review Give them, them five stars in other places. Uh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right? It's like when a band puts their sticker in a bar. Nobody cares. They're never going to see it, but put right. it there. Come, come and get it. Okay, cool. Come and get it. Um, You can get with us on Facebook. We're It's All Been Done American Ladies Podcast. You can get with us on Twitter, at Been Done Pod. Uh, we have some very friendly people who are talking to us over Twitter. Uh, somebody, whose name I'm going to get right now, just messaged us on Twitter the other day. Uh, it was Eric, at Eric in Control. And he <laughs> said, at Been Done Pod, is this the white lady dance you referred to hashtag the old apartment and it's Stephen page playing the old apartment in milwaukee and some old white women sort of doing this yes that is exactly the white lady i mean that's the, there's a signature dance move right you know. eric thank more you more power we, to him we yeah. love to hear from you yeah. <laughs> yeah more power to the the old white ladies dance uh which yeah. i'm doing all the time that was it impressed my partner so much the old white lady dance at the bnl concert we went to he went over and bought them beers oh that's so, right if you are an I don't want to say old white ladies, but like, you know, you're a white lady and you're like, let's and say you went to college in the 90s, 40, 40 plus, <laughs> right. like you're in the 40 plus age range right. and you're doing the dance and my partner is the concert. He might get you a beer. It's true. Yeah. I've, I've seen him do it. Um, in the meantime, see you in a free beer, see what a free beer, <laughs> slip in a beer. <laughs> um, Ev. Hey, mm, what you plugging? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, don't rev your motorcycle. Tell me what you're plugging. Are you plugging your Harley this week? Motorcycle. <laughs> That's what you're plugging this week? I don't know. I feel like Harley motorcycles, the really loud ones, I just don't like them. Have they not gotten enough attention yet? Do you feel like they need a plug? When I hear a loud noise, I immediately get angry. Do you really? I don't know what it is. Like, there's something <laughs> wired in my brain. Like, if someone honks their horn, even uh-huh. not at me, like, I'm just like, fuck, fuck off. <laughs> I'm the opposite. I hate being surprised. If somebody honks at me, I immediately, like, Check my tire pressure gauge. Look in the rear view for my trunk. Is my trunk open? I think I'm doing something wrong, and I immediately want to correct it. I feel bad. I'm a guilty party. I grind my teeth at night. I feel like I've talked a lot about yeah, that this do- episode. We're done with that. We've yeah, we're about done. It before. Um, it's all been done. Get over it. And it will continue to be done. Yeah. Hey, boy. Hey, boat. Did it again. <laughs> oh, shit. So we did it. That just flew on by. A whole epo. Um, I will be here again uh, next week. You gonna come? Yeah. We'll see you again in one. one.